This is Armin Basante. Eric Newman. Eric Newman. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This <laughs> is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> in. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails. And I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You're, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Very stunned. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. <laughs> it's time <laughs> for the Cigar Authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. May 9, 2015, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. High atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And today, Phil Zangi, the owner and founder of Debonair Cigars, brings back a classic. For all you bikers out there, remember Indian motorcycles? Well, Phil was the founder of Indian Tobacco Cigars. And um, with a checkered past, his family was in with Indian motorcycles. Today, Phil is going to try to bring back this classic debonair style we'll see if he can do it and if anybody can it will be phil zangy welcome everybody to this edition of the cigar authority you are listening to the cigar authority the only radio show in the u.s and yes the world that is always broadcast on location this week high atop the worldwide headquarters right here in tax-free salem new hampshire that's right it's two guys smoke shop and we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking we insist we demand that you light up along with us Tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. Okay, and back producing is Barry Stein with no gallbladder because Chuck Morrison is still away on vacation. He's at another wedding today. Uh, Chuck returns next week back here uh, on the Cigar Authority. And everybody can enjoy my good looks once again. There we go. Okay, and you'll, you'll get all uh, dolled up and ready for a, a big day next week. Uh, but this week we're going to smoke two new cigars. They're more than new. They're not even released yet. This is what I love. This is the best. Because we have them and you don't. So it's a little bragging type rights here, and we'll leave one here for Phil when we bring him on in just minutes. But uh, take one, pass one down to Barry, and it's just a paper band that's written on, and it just says Habano on it. Um, we're going to smoke two different ones, the Habano. Uh, this hour, the next hour, we're going to smoke the Maduro, and this is going to be Indian Motorcycle Cigars, Indian Motorcycle Cigar Ultra Premium. Is that right, Barry? That is correct, sir. Indian Motorcycle Ultra Premium. And uh, Indian is an American brand of motorcycles that were originally produced from 1901 to 1953 in Springfield, Mass., where Phil Zangi comes from. There we go. But the Indian Motorcycle Manufacturing Company went bankrupt in 1953. So in 1992, Phil II, Phil's father, acquired the Indian brand name Indian Motorcycle Manufacturing company. I have to learn how to breathe when I talk. He's breathing <laughs> while he's talking. Go ahead, take a deep breath. So uh, I, I think it was actually 1991. Uh, Phil Phil starts um, 
the uh, his dad acquires the Indian brand name, and Phil goes into uh, starting to produce T-shirts and things like that, and then immediately comes out with a cigar brand, Indian there's, tobacco. There's two Phils, though. There's Phil 2 and Phil 3. Well, there has to right? be a three of them, Phil the first, Phil the second, yes, and Phil the third. I'm yeah. just saying we keep saying Phil. Phil did this, Phil did that, right. and I'm getting a little bit lost. Phil's dad, so we'll right. go with Phil's dad, and then Phil, as we all know, Phil Zangy. Okay. So the cigars never began production when they, when they acquired the name, and they kind of got in a little bit of trouble about it. Uh, maybe Phil will share with us later what that trouble was. Yep. But what did begin was the production with his son, Phil Zangy III, who will be joining us, yep. who was Mr. Debonair himself. Phil began producing Indian T-shirts and a cigar brand called Indian Tobacco. In 1995, Rakesh Patel, who everybody knows as Rocky, a lawyer, meets Phil at the Grand Habano, Grand Havana Ballroom in Los Angeles, buys into Indian tobacco cigars. Yep. Now we move ahead to 1997, and Phil's dad, the second, was forced to give up the company, and for other reasons, which we may find out later today, Phil hands over Indian tobacco to Rocky Patel. Here we go. So that's the past of what it is. Now we're going to fast forward to 2011. Polaris Industries purchases Indian motorcycles and moves operations into their existing facilities in Minnesota and Iowa. What kind of facilities? Existing. Okay. Here we go. Just making sure. Seeing if he couldn't couldn't do it. <laughs> we, we, we found the new cinnamon. cinnamon. This is why I keep them short usually. There we go. In 2013, Polaris began marketing modern indian motorcycles and phil began conversations with them in 2014 phil zangi the third acquires back the indian name and today may 2015 we are about to light up the first of the new indian motorcycle ultra premium habano wrapper cigar this is it how exciting how exciting and I'm going to go get some oxygen. Phil yeah. looked riveted uh, at the story of the Because he knows the life. he lives a story, but this is the <laughs> the life of Indian motorcycles. It was big. It's fascinating. Big, big, big. He'll, he'll get into it all with us, and he knows it all so well. But right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, it was Perdomo that cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality tradition and excellence and uh let's take a look at this bad boy it is kind of dark i have it next to the maduro it's not dramatically different so we have a dark habano wrapper to begin with uh i believe barry would refer to this wrapper as a slightly toothy there is a little bit of tooth to it tooth tooth there's a little bit of tooth there's some oils present now a few we, thin veins. Now we have to give consideration to the cigar because we know that this cigar is not ready for release. It's not going to be ready for release till probably August or so. So uh, these cigars are made and resting and going through the resting process, aging process. But we are going to try to get past that and um, you know don't hurt it because of that. <laughs> don't give it a negative thing because maybe we. Uh, you know, taste youngness sure. because it's going through the process now. All right. The lighter that we're using today is the Cyclone 2 by Vertigo. This bad boy is $14.99. It features the triple jet just like the original Cyclone. And if it's possible, they went with a bigger ass tank. It's a better model. If you look at the, the flame adjustment at the bottom, it's the entire bottom base of it. 
Well, what they're doing is they're pandering to older cigar smokers like yourself, whose eyes have gone to the point where you can't see the. Wow. This one, you can see it. You can feel it. Why would you make it tough when it doesn't have to be? I agree. I agree. Make it easier. Fourteen ninety nine. I like easier. So before I, uh, and I know Barry already lit up because that's the way he, he rolls, but uh, tasting the pre-light taste of it, raisin is, it's raisin bran, raisin bran cereal. And once you light it, the raisin continues. There's also a little bit of fig going on in the background, mm. and a very slight molasses. It's chewy. This is a specific kind of raisin bran, though. It's the Kellogg's one that has the powder on the raisins. What other kind is there? You can taste. Well, oh, no, you were one of the poor kids having the post <laughs> one, right? <laughs> The, the post or the one with the market no, basket, no, no, no packaging, just in that cylinder. That because uh, you're on the welfare thing. Yes, yeah. the welfare program. Yeah, you're on the welfare. You're on the welfare. You can't have. Give it. You're on the welfare. <laughs> you're on it's the welfare. nice to see that everyone's laughing at my expense. We always do, though. Thank you. You're on the welfare, right? Uh, I'm That's not, a yes. I am not on that the welfare. That long pause was a absolutely. I don't want anybody to know. <laughs> Government cheese, huh? Nothing like. Well, it. you grew up in Haverhill, correct? Grew up in Haverhill. Yeah, that says it all right there. Yeah, it was part of the law. I have no comment. <laughs> okay. First time I've ever heard you speechless. That's a that's a confirmation. <clears throat> He's got family listening, but they know you are on the welfare. <laughs> they were there. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they were there. <laughs> you guys were knee deep in rice patties. The government rice patties. Government rice yeah. patties. Well, it's got a nice it's got a nice taste to begin with. A little bit of spicy to the raisin. There's a little bit of fig going on. Phil told us today when he got here, where are the cigars? Take them out of the cellophane because it's a little moist. Yeah. I'm having no burn issue though. No. Nope. Nice tight burn line. Very clean, smooth profile. You had me nervous when you said we got we're gonna have to look past. There's not a whole lot you have to look past here. Even through the nose, the spice isn't overpowering. A little heavier than I thought it was going to be. It's right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. can only imagine how the Maduro is going to be for you. Well, on the debonair, I like the Maduro better than the natural. A lot better. Yeah. I've been smoking them. He's, he was here all day yesterday. That's why I smoked the Maduro all day. I don't know if I could smoke it all day, but which, I, got, I got through my mind this morning. Which was good. The difference of those two cigars is simply the wrapper and the wrapper only, and, right. it, and to me, it dramatically changes it. And the Maduro has a sweetness that calms it down a bit. It does. Whatever. We'll have uh, to ask Phil when he's on in the next half hour if it's the same formula with these two. This is very aged tobacco. I mean, look at the line that's on it. It's it's very aged to begin with. Um, Thin combustion yeah. line, nice white ash. I can imagine what's going to happen here uh, with some time on it, but. Um, that's that. Speaking of time, we're running out of time. If you're interested in going to Two Guys Smoke Shop's 30th anniversary party, we're giving away a brand-new Mercedes-Benz, $30,000 or both. It's Two Guys' 30th anniversary smoking celebration, Wednesday, September 30th, 2015. It's going to be at the Burroughs Function Hall in your home base of Ward Hill, which is a section of Haverhill that they call Ward Hill. Because so they don't better. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so they don't say Haverhill because it's... There is no ghetto in Ward Hill. I heard there's only single-digit tickets left. There is. Less so, than 10. Yeah. So this is, I mean, if you happen to be listening to the show, you could call right now and 
get that those last tickets. If you're listening to a rebroadcast after the show, I'm positive that they're sold out. Uh, so we did it in exactly one week. It, uh, this uh, event is a $200 ticket. It includes a five-course dinner, 30 premium cigars from 15 manufacturers, two cigars from each each and every one of them. All the cigar celebrities will be there. Uh, Smoking Vegas Entertainment, which uh, we're not going to tell anybody till after uh, to see what they think of that, and a chance to win it all. Uh, the Mercedes-Benz is provided. It's a uh, Mercedes-Benz CLA class. We had it in front of each store all week. Uh, provided by Smith Motors of Haverhill, Massachusetts. Thanks to them for being part of this. And um, it's it's all over but the uh, the crying from, uh, unfortunately, 499 people that aren't going to win and somebody that's going to win it all. But it will be a night to remember, and we'll report back after it's over. Um, this year, we're not going to do the show it's just too much going live on. from there. There's too much. There's too much going yeah. on. There's a new app, though, called Periscope, which occasionally... I'll broadcast live through the Periscope so people can see what they're missing out on. We'll rub a little salt in the wound. Really? Yes. So, like a live camera that goes right onto right on, right off the phone camera, and it sends it out through Twitter. You could time it into send it out to Facebook. For how long a period? As long as I want it to go. Really? Yeah. Periscope. Periscope. Never heard of it. Brand new. All right. Brand new. High tech and uh, good. Good. All right. So, uh, Mr. Jonathan said last week when we stopped the show, whatever we got, I mean, you might have said it during the show. I did. Whatever you got to do, these are piling up. We got to bang out some mailbags. Well, some of them are time sensitive, and I don't want it to go past All right. the time sensitivity. So, the. Uh, Skippy, you've got mail. <laughs> you've got mail. There's a letter in your mailbox. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Good morning. After listening to the show on my commute to and from work this week, I had to email you. I remember about two months ago, you read an email complaining about bad news, Barry. So you went ahead and introduced good news, Mr. Jonathan. There we go. That's true. However, since then, the shows have had this two-hour feel of pending doom for the cigar industry. The show is only two hours, and we have commercial content, so that's not true right off the bat. <laughs> we played a Jose Dominguez commercial and sing the song. It's not that, That's kind of doom, I guess, if you, if you think about it. I'm going to give you one more episode to right the ship. Oh, otherwise, I'm done listening. Oh, or your money back? Yes. Give him his money back. The cigar industry is under attack, but I listen to you to escape reality and enjoy a good cigar not to not want to worry that it will be my last. Could be. And that is Rod. It could be a lot of time that. listening to the Cigar Authority um, because maybe the FDA says we can't broadcast things about cigars. And then what? And, geez, we should have said something, you know? Well, and, there's interesting. Uh, Barry and I did a little research, and we found uh, an interesting little uh, mock-up of what the news might sound like what's in the this, future. Really? What's this guy's name? If guy's only the world Rod. was less like this. I could use a smoke. Hey, put that out! And more like this. I could use a smoke. You murderer! I might have children one day! Smoking kills, unless you kill first. If you're around a smoker, you will die. Smokers may look relaxed and like they're having fun. Don't believe it. Vote yes on Proposition 421. Let's outlaw smoking everywhere, even in people's homes, and allow honest citizens to legally kill anyone who smokes. Let's live in a world without smokers. Prohibition works. Let's prove it. Let's move up the food chain. It's time to smoke the smokers. Vote yes on Proposition 421. 
Huh? That's what could become. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Well, you know, a little levity there, but <laughs> yeah. you know, it really, that's the way it's looking. That is the way it's looking. I, I find it so weird that people feel they can come up to a smoker and actually police them. No other thing. If you, if you were in the park and you had a needle in your arm and you're doing heroin, no one's going to go near that guy. But if you walked in the park and you have a cigar going, believe me, somebody's coming over to you and saying, hey, you can't do that over I here. I mean, why don't we regulate ugly people? Why should we have to look at them? It we all comes be able back to, to welfare. Them too. They're on the welfare. They're they can't welfare. afford it. That's what it is. Shit. Back to that. They're jealous. They're, they're, uh, they, they, want, they, don't, they want to take our happiness away. And, and this guy, Rod, is... Uh, not happy with us saying negative stuff. Again, he becomes part of the problem because he's trying to stop us from doing something, right? But we're not going to have to worry about Rod anymore because he's not listening as of right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Turn it off, Rod. Come on. You made the threat. Hell, how Turn about that? Our viewership just dropped by one. By one. There we go. No, whatever. <laughs> Listen, we're saying it because uh, we care. And uh, we're hoping some people do something about it. I'm sure you're a member of the Cigar Rights of America, CRA.org, and you paid your $35, and you're part of the solution, not part of the problem. There's some people that didn't do the nice thing that you did and um, did the wrong thing, and they, uh, they don't know about it, so we're letting them know. I know you got to hear some of it, but it's part of the thing. We're a public service thing, and we're not charging anything. We're not that. charging anything, and, and you know what? It is part of it's part of what's going on in the cigar industry, and that's what we are. We are reporting from the side of the industry that is we go. the retail. Nice. He's got a CRA cutter right Our there. Our buddy Tate showing off his CRA there cutter. We, go. we are show we, we've never kept it a secret. We are looking at the world of cigars through the eyes of a retailer. Yeah. And through the eyes of a retailer, it's really scary. Are we going to go out of business with this whole thing? Probably not. No. But are our customers going to pay an You're awful gonna pay lot more. more? Right. Yeah. And so because we, just so you know, I'm going to pass the cost on to you. We all are. It's going to happen to you, not to us. Right. And we may, if, if we're working on a certain margin of, of what we upcharge, we'll actually probably make more money. And it's a, it's a better thing for us. But we don't want to do it. We don't want, you know, it's, it's not right. It's and, not right. and things like that that we're joking about what we just heard that could that legitimately be a thing. I, I wouldn't be blown away anymore. No way. No you way. You can kill cigar smokers. It would be okay. Yes. <laughs> you can kill them. It's okay. They're only cigar smokers, you know? Right. They're not human. Yeah. They're not human. Why do right. I feel like we're going to be called into a trial someday and have to testify that we've been saying this? <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. That's all you have to do. Say all you have to say is allegedly every once in a while, I think you're off the hook. Yeah, more probable. I would say. True story. She's not just another pretty face. That's it. Okay, what else you got? All right. The following message was also submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. This is Paul writing to us. I wanted to throw this scenario out there regarding the possible FDA sanctions on cigars. What if that seven-year requirement is part of the sanctions and those cigars that have been released are removed from the shelves. Is there a way to get around this? Uh, so using the manufacturer becoming the retailer for those newer brands. The FDA wouldn't have domain over products coming from the Dominican, Honduras, and Nicaragua if they sold them directly to the U.S. consumer. I'm sure there are lots of laws being broken, but this possible loophole could be an option. You know, uh, oh, look who just walks through the door. Isn't that funny that uh, Mr. Steve Stocker just comes walking through the door? Uh, and I, he posed something I saw on Facebook once where he asked the question, would the consumer be interested in buying direct from the manufacturer in another country? 
And uh, the answer would be yes, certainly. Um, then the government would somehow, somehow step in at that point and try to, to uh, make it so that would be illegal somehow and put a law against it or tax the hell out of it uh, coming into the U.S. And then the S-chip, which is 42 cents on a cigar, would go up to $10 per uh, S-chip. One way or another, you think you're going to beat them. There's loopholes around it. Then they're going to find the next thing as it goes on. So the answer is to try to take care of it going in and not try to find a loophole. Let's try to stop it before it ends up happening. I, I know you don't want to hear this crap. The people don't want to hear it, and, and, and cigar smoke is about good things. We, we have to mention it. It's part of the public service of what we do. We have to mention the stuff to you, and let's move on from there. All right. Every once in a while, you're going to hear it, Rod. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. And if, if go to the, I'm sure there's other guys out there that don't even bring up this stuff at all. But well, I wish we could stroke Rod's ego. But I'll leave the stroking of Rod to somebody else. Yeah, Rod. I don't <laughs> like that. Just, I'm uncomfortable with the name. To you be don't have to that. make fun of the guy's name. I'm uncomfortable. His name is Rod. Name. That's what it is. Just deal with it. Would it be Rodney or Roger? Could be. I, I would say Rodney probably more likely than Roger. I'd call There's myself no Rodney and Roger. And if my name was Richard, I wouldn't call myself Dick. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I've always been confused by the nickname. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't even start with an R. No. So how does that happen? I'm Where did that originate from? from? The first Richard must have been a... Yeah. It's possible. Yeah? It's possible. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, uh, we're going to push aside Debonair for a moment and get down and dirty with Phil Zangi. And uh, we'll get the scoop on his new Indian motorcycles. Uh, looking at the future. This is where the music's supposed to be, Barry. Yep. Uh, but oh, uh, um, caught me off guard. Here we go. <laughs> uh Aren't you just a, a little curious of the past of Indian tobacco cigars? I am. Everybody assumed it was one person and maybe the other. I'm curious. We're going to see if we can get some dirt from Phil Zang when he comes back. Uh, let's see what we can dig up. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years, 
the time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Mr. Punch is back with a new cigar that keeps it true to his name. Introducing Punch Signature, a flavorful, fuller-bodied cigar from Punch featuring a specially cultivated Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper and rich Nicaraguan fillers. The wrapper brings the deep history of Ecuadorian tobacco and Punch into the present with this new exciting leaf. You're not going to see that wrapper anywhere else in the market, so you owe it to yourself to grab one today. The new Punch Signature, true to its name. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? So, I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh, yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hey, this is cigar smoking citizen Steve Saka, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. 
And we're back live from the LaFleur Dominicana Cigar Studios. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now five years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. I first met our next guest, Phil, on my 27th anniversary. It was three years ago. I heard of him, but I never had heard the story. What the heck happened to him, and why did he give up Indian tobacco? And now the question is, why is he bringing it back? And why must he succeed? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Sky Authority. So let's cut to the chase, Phil. What happened to Indian, and why must it succeed? Well, I started in 91. Oh, I had Indian motorcycle with my father. I, they were called refounders. I, I met a guy in high school in Dana Point, California, named Nick DeLeone. He had the Indian trademark. <clears throat> the story of Indian started in 1901 in Springfield, Massachusetts. It was two guys named Hendy and Henstrom. They were two Swedish guys, bicyclists, and they did the, you know, like the velodrome, you know, they'd race around. Yeah, the yeah, planks. in a circle, yeah. So they decided that they put a, a one-cylinder uh, motor with a camel back on the back fender, and they made a motorcycle, and it started to take off from there. And they, they um, from 1901 to 1953, they made six million motorcycles, giant military contracts. You know, there's world wars and stuff were going on, sure. so they did real good. But Indian was always way different than, um, than the other motorcycle companies that were out there at the time. I don't even say the other names because I just won't say them. But here we go. Yeah, they can talk for themselves. But um, it was just a real, like, aficionado bike. It was, um, you know, you had from Clark Gable, all the stars, Roy Rogers, so many people. Vincent LaGuardia, he, that was a bike he rode around New York City. And it was, um, it was just a special, special type of company. And um, what happened is the DuPont family bought them in, like, 51, I think. Or I'm not sure. And they, they just did not like the model that Indian had. And the Hendy and Henstrom... Um, they just didn't agree with what the DuPont family was doing. So basically in 53, the DuPont family sold it off for its assets because they said that they were coming out with a new bike called a Scout. Yeah. And they said it was going to be a flop. And it was in Hendy and Henstrom said, no, it's not. It's going to be for the, the masses. And about two years into it, after the bankruptcy was in process, that Scout was a huge hit. And people loved it because it was an inexpensive bike. It was comp it was rideable. It had all the lightweight yeah smaller and it's ironic that the second bike that the new indian motorcycle you know resurgence brought back was a scout and it's doing real good but um so said long jump forward many years um so i got the trademark from the guy he sold it to me half of it for a dollar because i had retail trades class in, in california in high school he sold you half the trademark, trademark for a dollar yeah he's a good deal he goes so my dad didn't know in my this nick de leone is an interesting character he is the guy who invented the full face mask he invited invented the racing suit this guy has more patent than you can. He was a genius. This guy was a real genius. And how he got Indian, he bought it from an auction that he was competing against. Um, it was so it went from went from Springfield Mast, and it went after Dupont got rid of it. It went over to England. It was Royal Enfield Indian, Royal Enfield Company. You know, was making was like a BSA or Triumph. That was one of the companies over there. Yeah, it just went to funk. So this guy, they just let it go. So basically. Nick got it. He was making Indian 80s. He was making the scooters with Biagio and uh, and uh, the guys over in Italy were making like uh, um, little mini bikes, you know? Yeah. And he had brought them. He was in New Jersey and the place burned down. It just it really burned down. Yeah. I don't think it was anything weird. But so he just said, you know, I can't take it. I'm doing these other things. And his brother or his cousin or whatever was one of the founders of Mailbox, et cetera. Oh, boy. <laughs> so this guy was a genius. It was yeah. a great guy. So I met him. I said, I went to his house. He had like an old. You're a, you're a little kid. I was eight, 17, 18. Wow. Okay. Right. And um, he had a, like a, a 1969 Chevelle SS with a cowl induction on a convertible. Beautiful car, right? So I'm like, wow, look at this car. And talking to him. And I seen this graduate, all these Indian sites. I said, hey, man, what'd you get all this Indian memorabilia? Why? You know what Indian is? I go, 
Of course, it's the American original. It's the, the real bike from America. You know, it was the big full fender. You know, it was voted the most beautiful bike in the world. And it beat Vincent Villaship Black Shadow. And it won, I don't know how many times, Daytona. And he's like, how do you even know that? No one knows that anymore. So, hey, what are you doing? With your own? And he subsequently told me he owns a logo. And um, I said, well, I'm doing retail trades class. Can I make T-shirts with it? So I made a bunch of T-shirts. I bought an Indian Aeros an Aerostar Van Ford, short body, panel, lowered it put the logos on the side and started selling t-shirts at the beach. And I mean, I'm in high school now and I'm making money, like money, money. Where are you? California, California data yeah. point. And then, um, so my dad, he's, uh, he's around. So I started talking to my dad, Hey, let's do this. And you know, you're not doing nothing right now. Let's, let's, let's try to bring this bike back. As you know, a full motorcycle. It's a full motorcycle. Let's see if we can do it. So my you got man, a whole dollar into it. So right, the whole buck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank God you had yeah. that dollar in your pocket, yeah. or the deal could have gone he south. Did, he did it. So, he did it like you know, it was like a, basically you know, just for like legal things that I could use. Hat, you know, he was half owner or whatever. Yeah. Know? So now he's hoping that you blow this thing up because he wasn't. He wasn't. The guy was like, yeah, he was hoping that I would do it, but he's like, I'm just too old and I don't yeah, want to yeah. deal with this anymore. And God bless you. And then then a bunch of stuff happened and, and trademark number nine four one. Nine two one four five nine. I'll never forget it. Nine two one four five nine. I'll never forget it. So it was public domain at the time. So my dad got into it with me. We I graduated high school. I moved to Springfield, Mass. Didn't really like it too much living in Springfield. So we moved to Avon, Connecticut. Um, we opened up in West Springfield, right by uh, it was like old Cattleman's restaurant that's over there. It's um, it's right over the bridge. We started making stuff. I ended up saying, okay, the only way we generate income is we start doing licensing. We start doing uh, apparel and accessories. As a young guy, you thought this way. Yeah, I just, I saw, I don't know. I just saw, I said, it was just so beautiful, the Indian thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it was, I've always been into like, um, you know, like Andrew Carnegie, Henry Ford, Walter Chrysler, you know, that they call robber barons now, but guys who built our country and then an industrialist. I always wanted to be some type of industrialist, you know, so so I got my dad all convinced. We went out and bought a 15-head Fafbrodina machine that does uh, embroidery. And then um, I went to Turkey into Istanbul and I Konya. Bet you, I bet you the T-shirts and the jackets and everything were starting to make people say, wow, how can I get an Indian motorcycle? I, to not, not even exaggeration. It was insane because I got, I said, dad, we got some money right now. Why don't we just... I'm going to, like I'm doing with Debonair, basically, I'm going from, you know, you know, I buy my own tobacco, I grow my own stuff with, with under, you know, with our farms that we're partners with and also get it from people I've known all my stuff. Yeah. So I'm direct point. So what I did with Indian is I went to the magazine companies and said, I want to put a full insert in interview magazine. And in GQ, I was like three times in it. I'm the model. No kidding. Right. So I wanted, it wasn't bike magazines. And then later they know that, you know, the, the V twin magazines and Joe Tracy from easy rider and all those guys came to us and we did a lot of business with them, but I attacked the, we, we coined a phrase called rubbies, rich urban bikers. And you can see in the 90s, it started to come back. All these corporate guys were buying Harleys and full dressing them yep. out. They said the average person at that time with a Harley Davidson, after they bought it, they would put eight to $15,000 in upgrades on bikes. Yeah. So I'm like, this is a gold mine. So I got, so then I went to Turkey and I got um, five leather workers and one leather cutter and brought them back to Springfield Mast, opened up a leather cutting and, and jacket manufacturing place, met with the guys from Shop Brothers, a lady actually in uh, Perth Amboy, New Jersey. Right. She was like, you're crazy. I'll never do this. She was charging me all this money for jackets. I said, you know what? I have nothing but time. I'm young. So yeah, yeah. I figured it out. I bought the leather and gloves in New York. I bought the talon zippers and buttons in New York City. All American made. Yeah. Right. So I started making that stuff. Then we got with Trinity Products and Winterland and Brockham, which were the largest licensee people. They did Looney Tunes. They did uh, the NBA. They did WWE. And I licensed them to use Indian trademark to make apparel accessories. Yeah. And they paid us like 8 to 10%. There was checks coming in, fifty. 000. I'm telling you, money. Like, yeah. <laughs> they were like, "What is this?" And wow. I'm like, 18, 19. I gotta remember, I'm yeah. nineteen years old. Yeah. Right. I'm. I have a, a limo with the driver, 
right? Ferraris, rolls, and my father was out of his mind, you know? He bought Duesenbergs. It was craziness. And everything was going really, 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 really good, right? So I'm in um, New York City. This is where it gets ugly. This is where it gets weird, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm in New York City, and so I, I'm, I'm smoking cigars. My dad's stuff. He was a big Dunhill guy, and um, he was like a member of the Royal Humidor Society, and my grandfather uh. was too, and forever. So I just get a, a you know wild hair or whatever, and um, I go in the phone book, and I look. It says U.S. Tobacco, Stanford, Connecticut. So I call there and I say, hey, do you have a, like a, a, a long filler cigar division, a premium, whatever? You know, that wasn't really a term then. It was yeah, like, yeah. like cigars. Yeah. And they go, of course, yeah. I'll tell you, what do you want? I want to make cigars. And I'm I, I'm the owner of Indian Motorcycle. I'm the president. And Well, okay. You know, because there were a lot of press at the time. Yeah. So some lady, she puts this guy on. Hello. Yeah. What can I help you with? Yeah, I want to make cigars. You do? Yeah, no one's making. You got to understand, at that time in 91, oh, yeah. there was, it was like only old men and guys that went to the track were smoking. You know, you. and that was it. That was really what it was. And guys that were just like, it was so separated from normal society. That was, it was real private clubs. that weren't cigar clubs. You're talking like, you know, the North, North Athletic Club and some of these ones that you can't even get into this day. Yeah. That's who was smoking cigars and, and rich guys and whatever people thought. Or old men, you know. And, and, me, and me and Steve. And yeah. <laughs> right. But I always, but there was no real cigar thing. Yeah. I mean, there was, it was always there. And there were people smoking that really got into it. But there wasn't what we have now yeah yeah yeah. you know so um so the old man comes named raymond guys i'll never forget him he comes in there and this is the guy why i buy suits every year why i dress sharp why debonair he's one of the catalysts of it he walks in in a custom-made suit shock of white hair he looks like the, the epitome of the tobacco giant you yeah, know yeah. gentleman spoke like five languages it's the coolest guy in the world so he pretty much led me down i mean the first uh incarnation of indian tobacco because I, I was living in italy before that when i was young so there was italy and whatever so tobacco you know a tobacco store right so i said indian tobacco company indian tobacco so it was a play on words yeah, so that yeah. was the first thing so and how i came up with the logo we had the trademark so i could spin off my own trademark i could license myself a trademark under my own trademark you know so i was laying in my bed and i'm looking at the there was an indian logo an old one like a wood carving one and there was a mirror right here so i could see the inverted yeah, right. because if, so they're if facing it, each those other. That, yeah, those yeah. that don't know the logo, it's, yeah. it's an Indian face and an Indian. And they're looking at each other, and the, the original, what I came up with, there's two Indians looking at each other, they're staring up, and they're looking at the world, and the colors were red and yellow for the blood and the sun of what everything went through, and then the bottom of it was the American flag. Yeah, so, so it's almost like an eagle wing type exactly. of thing because of the Exactly, and, they, they, and they're like the phoenix coming from the ashes, yeah. and that was one of our things. You, you know, mean the, to tell me mm -hmm. that the... The, one of the most infamous logos in the cigar world happened because you happened to be looking yeah. at the logo yep. that was next to a mirror. Absolutely. Over his bed, probably. 100%. Right? 100%. You're talking early 90s. No, not over the bed. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> he said, keep it clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do a really close knit show here. Right. Yeah. No swearing. Um, but. So that started going real so good. So U.S. tobacco. So the old man comes, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I go, okay, I want to do this. He goes, look, this is what it is. Connecticut shade's real big right now. People like this, they do a darker shade sometimes. So it was the it was the chief, which was the double corona. It was the warrior, which was basically, uh, first I called it the Republican, right? But he said, no. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember no, that. that. It was only released. I mean, there was very, if you find one of those, if really? I find one, I want it back. Then I did the warrior, the chief, the TP, and the arrow, right? Yeah. So, and... um. 
the TP was a torpedo really, and yeah. all that stuff, so it was it was unique, you know. Yeah. And then I had the TP box was really unique. It was and, the, weird. and the whole box was pretty unique. I mean, it won awards. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, winning all kinds of packaging awards when that came out. Right before Rocky and I got together, I had the idea to put like an inverted filetado, inverted you know, uh, a paper box, a paper lining. So instead of on the edges, I wanted the whole center of the wood box. I used royal cedar and red cedar. I was really you know astute about it. Yeah. The routered edges, dovetailing, so it looked vintage and old. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what really set us apart in the end. There is when we did the, you know, everything was earth tones. It was the 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 the, the lighter yellows, you know, the deeper yellows, the deeper reds, the burgundies, you know. It really stood out. I mean, I was in in retail at the time that thing came out and it popped off the shelf. Yeah. and Everybody's like, "What the heck?" Is and then that? we don't. Then now I did Super Fuerte. It was the first one. Yeah, I think really. I mean, yeah. this sounds like I'm blowing my horn, but I, there was everybody was like Connecticut's and lights and the candelas, yeah. and I'm like Super Fuerte. You know, a Mexican Ron binder, a Havano Maduro, and some, you know, uh, a Viso and a Viso and a Ligero fillers. That was 1994 cigar, right? Yeah, yeah. And it just, it, and then, and I, that's what it was. That's why I thought it was coming. But going back, my old man went out of his mind. It just went crazy. He married this new girl. Things got really weird. State of Massachusetts is very strange. I mean, we could have won it. This is why it upsets me most because uh, in the state of Massachusetts, if three people owe you owe three people over two hundred thousand dollars, they can throw you into involuntary bankruptcy. You have no say. They can get together and throw you into it, and they they, they seize your stuff and everything. So my dad freaked out. We were doing so good in the, the apparel and accessories that we said, okay, we can figure this out. We left Springfield because they weren't there's no love. They kept a bunch of articles about him, you know. So we moved to Mass. Uh, we moved to North Carolina, and we were working with um, Angela Dundee's cousin. Wow! Right, wow. he was in the silk screening industry. No it was kidding. just crazy. It's like I'm the I'm the guinea Forrest Gump. I mean, yeah. it's like I it's like it's so strange, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like I'm around so many weird things, and then um, it just goes haywire. My old man just freaks out. He runs to Spain, and all this stuff just goes bad. So I'm stuck in North Carolina moving furniture. You, you're not producing motorcycles. Or no, it just went haywire. It's yeah. a long story. I mean, I don't think there's enough time, but yeah, it um. We were almost done. This is what the other frustrating thing is. I mean, I met with Axel Corporation, Torrington Ball Bearing, York Corrugation. These are the original cast I made Indian. Yeah. And they, I remember the York Corrugation people came to me and brought me a fender. They found the old rollers from the press deal. They brought me a rolled fender from a 38 Chief, mm. painted and said, this, York Corrugation, and it was from the original dyes. They had that stuff. Yeah. Right. And then Torrington Ball Bearing. I was, I was trying to source everything in the States. I met with the Calciamone brothers, the Kajiva boys. That own uh, Ducati. I went to the Milano Feria, the uh, the fair in Milano, and met with them and say, "Look, you're a twin guys. I'd like you to come to the states to make us a twin, not Dismotic. I want to do a regular twin with valves and everything, lifters, and you can do an uh, American twin." And it was all going. Yeah. And I went to. I was three months in uh, Pioneer Engineering in uh, uh, Dearborn Heights, Michigan. That's Ford Job One. That's the guys who do Ford. I mean, I saw the new Crown Vic then in clay. I mean, it was amazing. I'm I'm living. Imagine I'm a young guy. Right. This is like a dream sequence. My old man and I, I finally figured out by, you know, by getting sober and, and living my life and everything that, you know, all these people I've talked to, my dad was just jealous of me, yeah. you know? And I mean, right. well, I have a son now. I have two sons you, now. And, and you'd be proud if they got No, I want, there, them right? to, I want yeah. them to surpass me a hundred right. times over. I mean, it was just weird. So step forward, Indian Tobacco's going. I sell all my stuff in North Carolina after moving furniture for two years. I sell my Corvette, sell my Weatherby, sell a couple of Ithacas I had, some weapons, you know, and stuff, and got rid of it, got some cash, uh, you know, there bought a 1981 Grand Wagoner Limited from a guy that was the vice president of, of uh, uh, North American IBM because the Research Triangle Park was really big at that time in Carolina. Um, parked the car, call, call Raymond. Guys, look, Raymond, 
I'm about to kick this thing off. The boom is coming. Whatever that I didn't call it the boom then, but I said something's coming huge in the cigar industry. Yeah. I can see this stuff. I mean, stores are opening up. Things are going just here in North Carolina. I mean, I cannot imagine what the Northeast is right now yeah. and what other you know Texas is and everything. He's like, look, I'm about to retire. The umbrella is going to close. You need to go down to Honduras and, and, and sort your stuff out. And, he, and I go, he goes, check your mail. I sent you an RTDA manual. I didn't know what that is. Yeah. You know, read through it. That's all the manufacturers. And back then, the RTD manual was really with a lot. They showed it was only manufacturers, really. Yes. Yeah. So I go look through it and I see one that says Honduras Cuban tobaccos, Donnelly Honduras, right? So that sounds good. Honduras Cuban. Yeah. Sounds like a real deal thing. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful logo and shit. I was like, this is great. Logo's nice. Yeah. I'm logo, happy. you know, that's, you know, you know, it's the, the, the curb appeal. So I call this pe these people. I go, look. I want to make the best cigar in the world. I want to come to Honduras. I'm working with U.S. Tobacco. I think they're going to drop me. I had a feeling, you know, and everything. And, the, and, and it's a lady in a law firm in Miami, right? Mm. She didn't understand anything I was saying, right? So basically, she turns this over to the people that now took over that factor Honduras Cuban that was defunct in a way because the dad went to prison. It's a long story, yeah. right? So they finally call me. My buddy tells me later, you know, my ex-partner and his wife, they called me and they said there was a stack of stuff from clients and they pulled me out because they saw the Indian thing. Yeah. And they called me and they go, look, do we make cigars for you? I go, no, you don't make cigars for me. I want to make cigars with you. He says, well, man, we're trying to get this thing going. You know, if you want to come down, I said, I'll be down there next week. Really? I said, I'm coming. You know, will you pick me up at the airport? Because I got to go down Lee anyway. And I told him the whole truth about UST and all that. Yeah. So boom, boom, he picks me up and Next thing you know, I'm in Don Lee. I'm at the hotel. I go over there, and there's a guy still there named Edwin Givara, a great guy. He's he's weathered every storm that UST has had. He's still now he's the GM, I think, over there. Mm -hmm. There was another guy named Pepe, I forget his name, but whatever. And uh, I go there, and there's a new guy named Larry Palumbo. So I walk in, no Northeast love, no nothing. Here's your banjo, it's 1600 bucks. We're done. Wow. I'm here to make no, no, no. We're we're concentrating on uh, Don Tomas and Astral. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good choice, right? But God bless him. But um. So I didn't know what to say. Subsequently, later on, I heard Nesta Miranda sued him for a ton of money. Yeah, one, yeah. and so did the guys from Florida Flores. I got you know, I have two nickels already together. I'm not thinking about. I'm just forward thinking. I'm just. I have a focus. So they boot me. I go to Honduras, Cuban tobaccos. He says we got all the stuff here to do stuff. But we don't have tobacco. So I'm going to Jalapa. I'm going to go over to Amistad. We're going to go look at stuff. And um, you can stay at the hotel. I said, no, just give me a pistol and we'll go together. We'll go run. There we go. Right? You so, said, give me a pistol. Yeah. Good, I said that quick. Yeah, that's call. pretty much how it went. Good call. There it is. So yeah, let's, let's do this. So we, we were in Jalapa not more than 48 hours and we're arrested for being smugglers and all this craziness. Oh. Right? Because we're at this. We're, I'm never, I'll never forget. This is one of those things in life that you're like, either you freak out and run or you stay in a full swing. I'm sitting in the bar, no shirt on. I'm, I'm not in good shape at the time. And um, I'm moving bales of tobacco. They call it Rama. No, it's just the green leaves. They're going to take to the curing. Yeah. Here comes a cop on a bike. Rolls up on a bike. So my buddy comes over and goes, look, dude, we got to go with this guy. Go where with him? That's the police officer. We're in real trouble. We, we got to go talk to the people downtown. Okay, mm. so we put this guy's bike in the truck, and we take ourselves arrested. Wow. Yeah, to the guy. Bum, bum, bum. We figured it all out. Everything's great. Everything's going real good. Um, no, Rocky's not in the picture at this time. Yeah. So. We start going, going, going. My dad gets cancer, and I haven't spoke to him in years. And he gets cancer, and he tells my sister, look, I'm going to die. I'm out here in California, USC Medical Center. Um, I want to see Philly. I want to talk to him. You know, And I've always you know, tried to be a good guy. And yeah. So I go, okay, fine. I said, well, you know what? Send me a ticket and whatever. And let me come out there. And So I go see him. <clears throat> and at that time, my sister's husband, his sister, <coughs> excuse me, married a guy named uh, Hannes Kacicca, right? 
uh, Austrian guy. He is the executive chef for a new opening club called the Grand Havana Room. Ah, okay. Right. So, I was wondering where the story yeah, was going to go. Right. Here. So <laughs> my dad, as he is, you know, flim flam man, alter King Khan, he becomes a founding member of this place. It's in Beverly Hills, right? So I said, okay, you got to give me a membership and whatever. So my dad, he gets cured. You know, old weeds die, old weeds die hard, right? So he's okay. Okay. I'm following you. I go to the, I'm launching Indian there. My dad meets this guy named Rocky Patel. Cool. This guy's a cool lawyer, man. He's a great guy. He loves cigars. You should meet him. So I meet Rocky through my father. <clears throat> Rocky and I become really good friends. I said, look, man, he goes, you know what? I really want to kind of get in this, but I'm my, my practice, my law practice and stuff, and I'm doing all this. So, well, okay, <clears throat> he gave me a certain amount of money. <coughs> we became partners. So then I'm, he had an apartment. 50-50 partner. 50-50. Okay. 50-50. So we, um, he has a place in on Rosen 6th in Venice, California. Beautiful condo, three-story, rooftop, beautiful. So I end up moving in there. I'm on the road all the time anyway. So I end up moving in there. My old man gives me that membership, a partial membership, and also gives me a Lincoln, right, <laughs> town car to go on the road. So I start hammering the road. So your dad's still in with you? No, no, not at all. Okay. No, he, he turns road quickly. He always does. Okay. He gets cured. You think he, some people see the light. You know, no, he got worse. He thinks he beat the system. Now he just goes on a rampage of hustling and, and thievery and just, <clears throat> it's not good. <laughs> not good for anybody. The problem is, is that of you, anyone out there, if you, if you met my father, he um, is the best of the best of what he did. There was, he would convince you. There was some ways he'd do it. He was the best. I mean, still, after all the stuff he did, he was still working all those clubs. I mean, Stallone was his, all these guys were his buddies, all these famous guys, and they loved him. Yeah. Because he just had a way about him. And they know he's a criminal. They're like, yeah, he's a criminal, man, but no, <laughs> yeah. it's okay. Yeah. But with me, I always, it was, he just hurt me. I mean, and it's like, you know, not to be whatever. I've never been a crybaby. I've never looked back on anything, but it's just like, you know, I just wish that it would have been, he would have just had some insight that I'd be a legitimate billionaire now, not just a billionaire money wise. It would be, I would be a manufacturer of motorcycles in America with something that would be so beautiful. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know. So then Rocky gets in the picture. He doesn't. He he's just working as a lawyer, and I'm just working out of the law office there. And I'm on the road. I'm on the road. On the road. And now more time. I'm in Honduras, and I'm back in the states. I'm Honduras. So we start really growing. We you were the road warrior. Yeah. At the beginning of this thing. I mean, I I don't know. It's from 900 to something stores I visited, and wow. I think 500 bought. And I had an igloo cooler with my cigars in it, and I was, was enough insight that I took a bunch of pictures and showed people. Yeah, this is what I'm really doing. This is the room I sleep in. Yeah. yeah. This is the barns. These are the people. <coughs> this is the factory where now people do that, but nobody was even doing that. Yeah, yeah. You I know? mean, you got to the point where you were actually living in Honduras. I was living there full time. Yeah. So, <coughs> sir, I can do me a favor. Go on the road. He got the bug. Yeah. He loved it. He's great at it. I can't yeah. take it from him. So, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, from, from that point, me as a retailer, that's what I would see at that point. I would see Rocky Patel being the guy on the road with Indian tobacco. And as weird as it is, I never did the Northeast. I was mostly California, yeah. Texas, um, that place. But that, it's, it was so, I was so inundated with growing, curing, sourcing, boxes, bands. So we outgrew that factor, Hunter's Cuban Tobacco. But um, right at the end, because Rocky and I, the kid was just, the fame of, whatever, it's not fame. It's like, I just was doing real good business. And people saw that. So they wanted to come to that factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so what ended up happening is that they were, the tobacco I was bleeding for was getting put in other people's cigars that were flashing the pan right. stuff. Now, and now I, the boom is going on. We're in seven, we're, we're 94 or something. It's and, hard to explain. Okay, yeah. you say a table like we're sitting at, okay? I'd sit there every night with Nestor, Don Emilio, um, Don Avelio, 
uh, all these old timers, right? There was like three or four of us, yeah. you know, and then I cooked for us and stuff. And yeah, I got really close to Nestor. He's like my mentor in the tobacco business aspect. Yeah. It went from like five guys, then to 10 guys, then to 20 guys, then to 30 guys. And every table's full. And this little hotel, all of a sudden, it's like everyone and their mother's coming down there making cigars. <coughs> so it's just crazy. Yeah, he's choking on his own cigars, but uh, <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a, um, so, so everybody to understand what happened in the cigar business, you're looking at at, at a business at um, you know a couple less than a couple of hundred million uh, cigars, and the boom ends up hitting, and it actually doubles up. We're at about 450 million cigars that are being produced, and people like UST. Uh, ends up saying, okay, we're going to concentrate our own. They dump everybody else that's off there, and everybody's scurrying around to get tobacco, and actually cigars are now becoming mainstream, but they're becoming lousy. At this really? Point. No, it's okay. You're saying that. I'd say really the boom, it was only like people say it was years. It was only like three or four years max because it's 91, 92, 93, yeah, that 94, 95, 96, right? And it's over in 97. 97, it peaked. Mid beginning of year ninety seven and then was it down? Yeah. But the problem was is that the catalogs got sharp, stores got sharp, yeah. Manufacturers got really unethical, so they were putting green tobacco in. So, yeah. but then remember by two thousand two thousand one there was a glut of about three hundred million cigars on the market that haven't been sold. They were right. green, so it took some time. Yeah, I think we're seeing them. I know this might sound crazy, even with the FDA looming and everything. I mean, we, there's a resurgence of cigars again. I mean, I, I'm going around a lot. I mean, people are smoking. I mean, the economy is doing pretty good again, you know. And I mean, I see a lot more people. I don't see the boom, of course. That was just, that's an impossible growth rate. But yeah, yeah. I've seen over the last since, like, say, 2000, you know, six, seven. I saw it's it's been there's been a growth. What happened is during the boom, there was a lot of new generated smokers yeah, that yeah. were never there. Well, of course, right. So now though, some of those people fell off the fell off, but a lot of them stayed, and a lot of them are now now you know 20 years later. Right, right. There, you know, now they have people that they're in turn, you know, in turn yeah. bringing in. Well, it's time for the next generation, and uh, I don't think you're going to be selling this Indian to old Indian mm -mm. Uh, tobacco people. You're going no. to the next generation. The look of right. it, the, right. the taste of it. I mean, this is dramatically a, different. This is this is uh, the next version of go back to go forward. I mean, I can yeah. do it now the way I want to do Indian. So okay, so going to but okay, so Indian tobacco is blooming. Rocky goes on the road. We start working. Things start going. So we just by 2001. We're doing amazingly well. Everything's great. Rock and I didn't see eye to eye on business practices. It's almost amazing how like the Hendy and Henstrom guys from Indian to motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went away yeah. because of the model they didn't like. Yeah. And I would say, you know what, Rock, I don't want to end up enemies. I'm just going to resign. I didn't get, I didn't, I just resigned. Right. And I was going to become an air marshal. And resigning means walking away or what is that? Just mean? walking away. Yeah. Didn't sell my shares. Didn't do anything. Just walked away. I didn't, I didn't walk away like, you know, whatever. I said, you know what, Nestor, I'm leaving. I got a new baby on the way. Um, I got to have some security. I just don't see this. I, I, I lost control of what I built. I don't see me without having to do some drastic insanity in the stressful and not peaceful in life. And I'm trying to do the right thing. And I don't see it happening. Yeah. So, you know what, you're going to inherit Rocky. I guarantee he's going to do something else. You know, I know he is. I don't know if it's going to be Indian, but it's going to be something along the lines. Indian's going to stay. You know, we, I built up a good, a good cash of cigars that you know we'll pay for. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and he's like, no, but whatever. It was, it was. Well, what let it me was. tell you. So Rocky Patel comes out with Rocky Patel cigars later on, and Edge and all the different things he came out with. But Indian tobacco never stopped. Never stopped until just recently. So uh, we until see, we recently. see a press release that says he's discontinuing it. He discontinued it. This was where people, you know, misinformation. Right. It it was discontinued in a catalog. 
right? But they didn't tell the other story. Well, the original founder got it back. It's now going to bring it back. I've moratoriumed Indian tobacco, and I'm making Indian Motorcycle Ultra Premium. Because Indian tobacco is your logo. It's your of course, trademark. It's a trademark. It always yeah. was. So, But for them to give me the Indian Motorcycle logo is kudos. I mean, that's better. Indian tobacco. Okay, it was a fr fringe thing. Great. Right. But I didn't see, by all the years of the business they were doing with Indian tobacco, I never could see coming to a guy like you and saying, how do I bring it back? A, you got to wait till it gets diluted to the point in the catalogs that it's not, not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then you got the stigma of that it was a dollar for, you know, $20 for 20 cigars. Right, right, right. There's no way. How can I be an ultra premium? Right, right. So what I did is I moratoriumed it. I just, I didn't kill it. I left it there. And I just said, well, why do I do this? You know? And the Indian people, they're the ones actually proponents for it. said, yes, do this. Do the Indian motorcycle. Yeah, they, I said, you're going to give me that? They're like, yeah, but listen, we got criteria. I said, give me it. So they get a piece. Of course they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's, a, it's the ironic part. It's a trademark I made. Right. right. That was mine, a loss, and now i got to pay for it. Right. Now you got to pay for it. But I don't care. I'll pay. I'm happy. But you're able to come out with it both ways. With yeah. the Indian motorcycle. I can use Indian tobacco if I want to. Indian tobacco. Yeah. It's all yours. It's, it's my, my rights. I don't own it. I wish I owned right. it. Right. It's the right to you to produce it. The right it, to use it, and, yeah. and not any longer for Rocky to do it. Absolutely. And everything's cool with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, I don't know. It just is what it is. Yeah, it is what it we'll is. see how it fall. It falls. No, he's cool. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I love Rocky. I mean, it's like he helped me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Listen. know, I can't. I'm that kind of guy. I don't know you guys out there. Don't know me. You guys. Listen, do, he's, he's got to love you too because he's where he is because no, of you I, and you're where you are because of him. It'd be one. It'd be different if one of us failed miserably, right? And then there'd be, but we didn't. Right. And I mean, that's the thing is when I left that, I got into the mass. I got into a whole other world still in tobacco. That's it. Did real well. I and so when I left HCT Hunters Cuban, I put another. Uh, I. I was a proponent to put another gentleman in there named Danny Sinclair, which is my partner now, right. that was doing a, a homogenized product, flavored. And so that factory thrived. I went to Nestor. That thing it blew up. It yeah, you never stopped. So those that no, don't never understand, stopped. he yeah. never stopped. And yeah. uh, Phil is a guy that uh, knows all aspects of tobacco. If you talk about chewing tobacco, pipe tobacco, uh, machine-made cigars, handmade cigars, shot filler, you know it. He's got it all. Uh, and we're going get, to get back to more of that uh, in his debonair way of uh, how he's going to continue this Indian it's a long name. It's Indian Motorcycle Ultra Premium Cigars. It's Indian Motorcycle, yeah. Indian Motorcycle Cigars. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll light up the Medora with Phil. You're going to join us, right? Stay with us. Absolutely. And uh, we'll get to more of his debonair cigars and uh, his debonair ways of doing things. Uh, speaking of debonair, um, uh, what's next up with debonair? We're going to find out what they're coming up with there. We'll get the scoop on that when we return also. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Indian motorcycle ultra premium cigar months from now, because you can't have it right now, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll be back with our number two right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Wait till you hear how much it costs. We'll get to that too. We'll be right back. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, 
comes two that go head to head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda. Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers, aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? What if La Gloria Cubana stopped at the legendary Siri R? One thing's for sure, they wouldn't have created Siri R Esteli. Discovered on a Nicaraguan mountainside high above the Jalapa Valley floor, this extremely flavorful Nicaraguan puro combines a Jalapa Soul wrapper with a bold combination of Visos and Lajeros. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar that's worthy of your discovery. Learn more at LaGloriaCubana.com slash what if and find yours now at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is Jonathan Carney with Florida Mancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. Man, fake. The authority on everything cigar. Shake it And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, AFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No. No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh, yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! We get some meatloaf! It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Woo! Shake and bake! Boom! And we're back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios, high atop Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. This hour, Phil Zangi, Mr. Debonair, is back with us, and we're going to light up another unreleased cigar under the Indian name, and we'll learn more about the Debonair man himself, Mr. Debonair, Phil Zangi. Welcome back, everybody, Thank to you. the Cigar Authority. Thank you, you are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week, High atop the worldwide headquarters of Two Guys Smoke Shop here in Tax-Free, Salem, New Hampshire. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand 
that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. On the first hour, we were smoking the Indian Motorcycle Ultra Premium Habano. There's two versions, a Habano and a Maduro. Uh, talking about the Habano now, I'm going to say it first, citrus. I got the citrus. Huh? Yeah. Come on, it's there. It's oh, there. That noise. I also got a little <laughs> social tea cracker in there. What social God's tea? Green yeah, no, Bayvine Nabisco. Yes, the the round cracker. Ah, it's, it's a fancy cracker that you'd have some. It is I something know. with a little, um, it's a little buttery orange peel on it, maybe. And yeah, yeah. On the cracker, I do. I get, I get the same. I get well, the floral, like citrusy floral. Yeah, yeah. Being on welfare, Jonathan doesn't know. No, he doesn't. Know. No, that was a fancy crack. That was just, that wasn't like crackers. Yeah, just said crackers and black and white. Wild Phil, you just got to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. Huh? Saltines. <laughs> Those are high end. Like saltines. Saltine like. <laughs> so that's, similar to right. Yeah. Similar to that's the Habana. We're gonna <laughs> used to say by the way, compare to <laughs> yeah, compare to saltines. Slightly igualito, right? Okay, so this is the, this is the Maduro version of it, Thanks. and and uh, l let me ask you: Is it um, Connecticut broadleaf? Yeah. Is, is that the only difference? That's we, the only difference. The only difference. So that's what he did on Debonair. He has uh, uh, the regular version and the Maduro version, and the difference is just the wrapper. Dramatic difference that ends up happening. Where I'm uh, usually a natural type of guy. On the debonair, I prefer the Maduro, the sweetness of the Maduro. We'll see what happens with this one. Right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, it was Perdomo that cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Perdomo Cigars. So we'll give the cigar a cut. Well made. Um, you, ma you made traditional sizes with this. Mm -hmm. So That's instead of with the debonair, you're coming out with a uh, Bellicoso. Solomon. The first three sizes or two of them were the, like the less, the, the, right. the, the, the lowest selling numbers. But in the end, it didn't. It did well <coughs> because I wanted it to be um, really unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And only three sizes I came out with first, and then I went up to, you know, then I put in a Toro, and then we brought in the, the Saguita, which is a Petit Lancero. Then we brought the First Degree, which is a Mini Solomon. You know, I call it a Pygmy Solomon, but yeah. it's... Um, and the, the the regular Solomon is no longer? No, it's it's no longer, no. No There's longer. There's a few. I saved some, but there were only 500 boxes made. Okay, so... Right. Uh, plate, those, remember, those, if you look at the plate, it's numbered and everything. Right. Know? So those that are out there, if you see the uh, Solomon of the Debonair, something you want to grab a hold of, it's some bragging rights. They're boxes of 10, no big deal. If you see a whole box, grab it. I did. I have yeah, the first box out there and hung on to it. So uh, let's give it a light. What are we using here, Mr. Jonathan? We are using the Vertigo Cyclone 2. It's a little bigger than the original Cyclone. They upgraded... The tank, it's larger. They upgraded the adjustment knob, as you said, in the yep. first hour. Big knob here, you just turn the Still thing. a triple jet. I love that stuff. I it, love them. It feels a little heavier. It's a little heavier duty. I, I, I see Phil yeah. using uh, Vertigo all the time. He the says three, the inline three. Yep. The, I call it the trident. I don't that's know the, that's the, uh, name, that's the poor man's flat flame right there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They make, <laughs> yes. they make <laughs> a flat flame. That's a hundred dollars, and then they have that that's it's under twenty dollars. Under twenty bucks, yeah. yeah. So what we're lighting up. I have a question for you. The yes, Debonair sir. is basically the same blend with a different wrapper. Yes, sir. 
did you follow that same formula with the wow, Canadian motorcycles? Wow, very familiar. It yeah. does. Were you even listening, Barry? Was or were I, you busy did, producing? Did we discuss it? We I was just, busy producing. We just did it, but that's okay. okay. I did exactly. I mean, okay. same cigar. Different. You can do that. It, 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 for materials and for manufacturing and for everything makes it so much simpler. It makes it really streamlined. So then, you, then also the quality of the actual manufacturing and material placement and the grade of tobacco you can buy and the amount you can buy is much more simplistic. So you basically know the only thing that's going on there is a different wrapper. It makes it. But it has to be more difficult in the blending process to get yeah, a blend a that time. will work with both wrappers. Absolutely. But that, that time is not lost. That's worth it. And you're coming you out know. with both of them at the same time? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I'm going to do, yeah. Habano and Maduro, both coming out at the same time in what sizes? I'm coming out with a, a Robusto. Uh, we're coming out with a Toro. We're going to come out with a Churchill. And then we're going to come out with a five by uh, 6 by 58 So this is the, the right way. This is the correct way. You've done it correctly this time. Thank you, sir. This is the size. Thank you, sir. You could go a little thicker on the on the 58, not for me, but for the people. I'm who getting close to the 60, but uh, I, I, I might. I mean, but the 58 with the wrapper on it, you know what I mean? It yeah. might be a little thicker, but so, I'm sticking that. The larger ring gauge, you know? Right off the bat. Dramatic difference in taste with mm -hmm. one leaf change. Mm -hmm. One leaf. I have smokiness, barbecue smokiness. Very good. Uh, and yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of the broadleaf anyway. I know. And, and being up in this area, knowing the Connecticut people, you're able to get a hold of this Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. That's when one of the blessings of weathering the storm all these years is I've had some really great relationships with people. And they, and they actually do remember who I am, you know, so. That's what um, it's about. We buy a lot of leaf for the other businesses during the year. It's a crazy amount of tobacco. So it's kind of funny when I go there, I want 10 bales instead of, you know, 10,000. And, and they're like, well, okay, just take it. Like, what are you kidding? I put it in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, the Connecticut people are great. The broadleaf, the people that grow in Connecticut, um, it's, it's a hard, it's a very hard you know, thing for them there uh, with all these laws and taxes yep. and everything. Yeah. So it's kind of, it is expensive, but God bless them. And they do a great job. And it's amazing to see farming in America still so prevalent, especially in the Northeast with this many people and this amount of land eaten up by houses. And, and a lot of these people, they get to the point where they're building, you know, it, it was a farm for 300 years, yeah, you know, yeah. and now it's, it's a, but it's a, it's a complex of homes. Yeah, yeah, complex. Imagine yeah. if you could have buttered popcorn with the spice from barbecue sauce together. It's buttery, it's sweet, it's spicy, it's got a little tang to it. I get fat. What's the name of that famous popcorn place that you can get all these different flavors of popcorn? Maybe it already popcorn exists. Popcorn R Us? No, it's like a no, no, I know. Have yeah, a huge yeah, yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They mix it it's all. It's like Charles there. Chips of the popcorn. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. is that name? A little salty, a little barbecue. I don't know about butter. Buttered popcorn, buttered popcorn with uh, barbecue sauce on it. Yeah. These are new. Yeah, 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 these are these are new. I mean, little what? Meatiness to it. Well, that's he's, what he's saying. Anyway, that's what I get in debonair. It's all meat. You know, it's meat fat. Yeah, it's a, that's the that's yeah. the lime cut. Yeah, with the, the salt, you get the salt, the pepper, the fatty, the, a little bit of copper, even almost. You know, like the prime rib taste. All right, I've so, always I've yeah. always seeked out the copper. Phil's the guy that um, on the... Sometimes uh, I just put pennies yeah. in my mouth. Is that how you do it? I knew it. Phil's the guy that does his exercises in the morning while listening to the Cigar Authority. Mm -hmm. That's funny. You're doing push-ups and... Yeah, I do. Smoke, on the weekend smoking. with my sons. While smoking. Sometimes I'll be smoking, then I'll do it, and then after I'll... Or no matter what, after I'm done, I'll smoke. My sons I, I, just laugh. I got a couple my of My sons know him real that. good, and they love... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they love him. So they, they see, and they just they don't want to hear the radio. They want to see it. They yeah, don't yeah. see the thing. They see you there, and that, they, to you, the, the, you're the grappler. You're the yeah. the wrestler to them. They don't know. They don't care about cigars or anything. Yeah. You know? And and you've got one that's uh, 14 now. Yeah, Philly's 14. Philly and uh, Sally's eight. 
Salvatore, and then my baby girl, she's a year and five months, uh, Sophia, yeah. But we'll, we'll see Phil in the industry probably in four yeah, years. Yeah, he's all in. He <laughs> wants to do it. He says, that's, a re that's the best it. job in the world. He's the you know? fourth. Correct. He's the fourth. Yeah. He's the fourth. He's the fourth. Yeah. Sally's got a the, legacy the going on. Yeah. It's awesome. All right. Uh, right now, it's time to do this classic day in classic history. It's the classic three way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. It is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Mr. Debonair is filling in for Chuck Morrison today on the on the Debonair style, but he's also going to do it in the classic three-way. Phil, how this works is I'm going to tell you a little something about somebody that their birthday is today. You're going to write down the year that they were born without going over. Closest without going over gets the point. Okay. Today is Billy Joel's birthday. Billy Joel, Grammy Award winner and singer-songwriter, pianist, who uh, had the Piano Man, a third best-selling solo artist in the United States. He learned boxing to defend himself from bullies because he was playing the piano. And uh, he had uh, 22 bouts in amateur Golden Glove circuits. He played the piano while in bars to support his mother in high school. He wrote 33 top 40 hits, including Just the Way You Are. It's Billy Joel's birthday today. What year was he born? 1948. 1948. Mr. Jonathan. 51. 51. 44. 44. And Mr. Debonair will take the point. He said 48. It's 49. That's how it's done. That's how it's done. Today is James L. Brooks' birthday. James L. Brooks is a TV producer known for his work on Terms of Endearment and The Simpsons. He's the one that created The Simpsons. He actually was hired by cartoon Matt Groening uh, to brainstorm with him for the shorts for producing on The Tracy Almond Show in 1987, resulting in The Simpsons. He uh, founded the TV show, uh, TV company Gracie Films, and an old one that he started with was My Mother the Car. Remember My Mother the Car? It's an old one. TV show? TV show. Jerry Van Dyke, way back. Yeah, he also yeah. created the Mary Tyler Moore Show, among lots of others. James L. Brook. We tell you that stuff to give you an idea of how old he is. Mr. Jonathan, what do you got for an age? 1942. 1942, Barry. 1936. 1936. 1935. 1935. 36 will take it. It's 40. So Barry gets a point. Mr. Jonathan, you're at zero. Two more to go. We're going to go to tomorrow. I wrote down 1940 first. I swear to God. Look. Really? Always go with your first bet here. Tomorrow, celebrating his birthday on May 10th, is Paul Hewson. H-E-W-S-O-N, Paul Hewson. Doesn't sound familiar to anybody out there. His AKA is Bono, rock star, singer, uh, front man for U2, also with the hits Sunday Bloody, Sunday Bloody Sunday and Beautiful Day. Earned 40 Grammy Awards, sold over 140 million cigars. 
uh, big philanthropist uh, with champion causes of his native island and in Africa and all around the world. Bono's birthday is tomorrow. What year was he born? Barry. 1962. 1962. I also wrote down 62. Okay. 58. 58 will take it. It's 1960. Okay, this is how it's done. I win. We got one more. Okay. So Phil Zang, he's got two. <laughs> Barry's got one, and Mr. Jonathan has zero. <laughs> he's been the reigning champion there for a while. It's about, about, he needs two, two, he gets two points if he gets it exact. Tomorrow's birthday is Sid Vicious. Remember Sid Vicious? Rock singer, punk personality, and bassist for the Sex Pistols, uh, who overdosed on heroin in his sleep, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, celebrating his birthday tomorrow. Uh, he won't be celebrating with a free cigar from two guys, but he's celebrating his birthday tomorrow. Uh, the late Sid Vicious. What do you think? 62? 62. Going 51. 51, Barry? 40. 52 will get it. 52 will get it for Mr. Jonathan, but that's good because Phil Zangy is our champion today. Phil Zangy. hit the bell? There we go. No, you can't. <laughs> nobody nobody the touches bell. the bell. Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And a quick reminder, if it's your birthday, come into any Two Guys Smoke Shop location at Salem, Seabrook, or National New Hampshire. On your birthday, we will cut and light a free happy birthday cigar just for you. So uh, I'll tell you. Early on, it's early on on the cigar, but again, you got something going on with Maduro. Mm -hmm. I like your Maduro better than your Habano once again, and I am not a Maduro smoker. It's a surprise to everybody. You saw as people were coming in today and asking me which one should I get. Yeah. I say the Maduro, and they go, what? Do you use a lower priming on the Maduro than you use mid -prime. on the Habano? Mid-prime. Great A-Darks, so it's going to be from like you know from third to the, the fifth cut. I mean, it's all it's all just great A-Dark. I mean. You know how it is. Here we go. Zach knows more than anybody. Yes, he does. It's expensive, but the cigar. It's not crazy. No, it's not that. It's not yeah. crazy expensive. It's not not crazy expensive. It's what expensive is the curing process. How long it takes to yeah, get yeah, it dark yeah. naturally. That's what takes so much time, and so much manpower, and so much handling, and and turning the bales, and just the grading of it, and how what it yields in the dark, dark, dark. It's hard to get your hands on, and it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, you can see that um, it, it's naturally fermented or whatever process. I mean, you know, you're not messing around with it. Uh, very good. Um, what is going to be the cost of the Indian motorcycle cigar? From six to eight dollars. There we go. This is the sweet spot. Maybe yeah. some creep up to ten, but I doubt it. But six to eight—that's like the whole. That's like my. I'm trying to get in that. that that's where area. you want to be. I'll right. tell you right now. Um, and boxes of how many cigars? 20 cigars. Boxes of 20. So it's a box buy. That's where you should go with this. And uh, so if you're looking at a Robusto at the, in the $6 range, you're looking at uh, with the box discount or something, about $100 a box. That's the beauty of it. That's the easy box sale. As a retailer, just, just passing on that information to you. Um, okay. Um, what's happening with Debonair? Anything well, new? But, you know, everything's been crazy. Getting the Indian going. Yeah. But debonair is it's it's um it's been truly blessed. You know, this the term for this year, 2015, I said is blessed stress, you yeah. know, because it's like uh I got two things going at once, but debonair has taken hold real well. I'm still concentrating northeast, of course, first, and then on Texas is uh the second place I've launched and it's doing amazingly well. Um the only new thing we're coming out with is it's gonna be a limited edition, it's called the thirty-third, the highest degree. Yeah, it's another ten count limited edition numbered a Maduro, it's gonna be an A. 
It's going to be. Oh, my uh, God. There's another a- size that doesn't sell. Beautiful. Right. Nice. <laughs> but it's a, that's what they said about the Solomon. Right, you know? right. So that's a nine inch? It's a nine inch, yeah. Nine inch. By 52. 52, yeah, yeah, a little thick, but yeah. okay, good. Which we actually reviewed on the Cigar Authority a few months ago. Because Phil was nice enough to send one back with Mr. Jonathan yeah. from last year's trade show. Oh, okay. Absolutely. People have gone berserk for it. I was going to do a two-tone ideal, you know, you know, one yeah, Havano, yeah. one. But then I just, the Havano wasn't right. It wasn't right for yeah, it. So. It's got to be right. Don't mess around. It's, yeah. You talked to me a long time ago about possibly coming out with a shade, a milder version of a debonair. Or, it's there. Yeah. It's called the Daybreak. Okay. I'm probably not going to release it this year. I'm going to release it the, at the next show. Um, cause I had in the, I had to put it on the back burner. It's blended. It's ready to go. And it's a super light Rosada Havano. Yeah. I didn't use Connecticut, but okay. it's a light, light Havano. It's a really, but that is tricky. Cause I had to get it almost where it was really like the worst of it. You know, the Havano, the lightest, lightest, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. had to cure it. So it got a little bit of, it got a little bit of oil back on it and yeah, yeah. It tasted better, but it's good. It's yeah. uh, you're you blending know. for yourself. I mean, are you saying this? Not word? now. Not no, anymore. no. Right. I, in the beginning, I blended f- for what I thought would be full flavored, well balanced. That would try to meet um, a, more of a a full time, a, a real smoker's palate. That yeah, means yeah, a yeah. guy that smokes a lot, not just strong or light or whatever. There's some of that could have something distinctly different, but that would they would go to and look for something unique that they smoked enough that they want they would understand the uniqueness of what I'm trying to do with the alchemy and the low steam and the yeah. the water and everything. And it's worked. It's worked well. It's worked okay. well. You know, I'm. Do it. It's do it. God bless. I can't complain. All I mean, right. It's, it's, so people are going to come out with uh, new cigars. They do it all the time. Right now we have Barry Stein who gives us uh, new cigars hitting the shelves and new trademarks coming out. What do you got, Barry Stein? Well, each week we share the newer cigars to arrive at all Two Guys Smoke Shop locations as well as TwoGuysCigars.com. And this week that edition is Pitaro, which is distributed in the USA by CLE. The brand Pitaro, though, has origins in Europe since 2001, where it was started by the grandson of Dr. Schneider, the former owner of Davidoff. These cigars, which hit the shelf this past week, are wonderfully distinct and full of flavor. Now, Barry, I'm going to ask you a question about that. First off, it's made at the same place where Debonair is made of. You see these things made. I asked the question, and Phil actually did know the answer to it. Uh, I saw controversy going back and forth of you actually answering it and then answering it different. One of the bands on that cigar has a star and a P on it and different than every other one. That's, I've been told that it's a different cigar than the others. That's the band that they use on the European release. And according to the grandson of Dr. Schneider, it's the same blend. However, if you were to buy that cigar with that band in Europe, it would be a different blend. Oh, all right. The one we have is the same. Right. It's, it's just homage to their origins. Oh, all right. Okay. That's what's going on with that. For some reason, I like what that one tastes like better than the other one. <laughs> but it's all mental. So I'm, I'm half mental. So that's you are that. half. More right. than half and this mental. week, the following trademark applications for registration were submitted under tobacco products. Fuente Marketing, the parent company of Atora Fuente, has registered the names below par and the other, the 72 which is par on most golf courses. So it's a little bit of a golf ah, theme. So we got below par, which could be a negative sign that yeah, the, like cigar, yeah, the cigar is subpar. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. And Max Roar Jr., who owns the trademarks for brands like Royal Jamaica and Tiamo, filed for Samurai, Samurai, Samurai and Aloy. Aloy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Samurai and Aloy. There's an old old company you don't hear mention of no. much anymore, Max Roar. My God, that's going back in time. Ever. Yeah, yeah. 
And those are the trademarks this week. Yeah, well, that's going to have a little FDA in, in, in thing to it. Inclination. These, yeah, these guys are coming, uh, going to come out of the woodwork. We'll see what ends up taking uh, to that. Okay, uh, this is where usually, uh, this is your segment. You were good enough for many years ago. At the start, I mean, three years ago, uh, bumping into me at my first time ever meeting you at my anniversary party, mm -hmm. and you said, uh, yeah, I want to be part of that um, show, Cigar yeah. Authority show, and I'm like, really? You know, we don't even carry the stuff, and you got, you're small, and why don't you wait? No, 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 I want to be part of it, and I, I hope you got something out of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We, we've certainly been working it hard, and we put a segment together where we try to make ourselves more debonair. Uh, and and uh, it would be Chuck Morrison that would come in and do a little studying and how to improve it. This time we're going to hand it over to you with no notes or anything, but right now it's time to enjoy life till it's full, so it's important to be debonair. How to be more gentleman and more debonair-like is Mr. Debonair himself, Phil Zangi. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Do you need a gentleman? <laughs> You wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pop up the volume. You need a gentleman? This is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's yes, good, good afternoon, up. everyone. Um, yes. I'm going to hit on some key points today that I think that personify the debonair ideal, and they can be applied in every walk of life in your daily just attitude and just uh, in your daily life and actually your the what what you I try to strive for in my the debonair ideal the debonair cigars and it's a debonair way of doing things um, I've read a lot of books by Napoleon Hill and dr. Norman Vincent Peale um, and Dale Carnegie you know the some of the most prolific guys that every major company and every major you know university and stuff do studies on this and sure. um, the three key factors to doing the debonair ideal in my aspect is have defined purpose in life okay that means basically that you figure out what you want to do how you want to do it and what's the time frame you want to do it in okay and that's it you write it down you repeat it to yourself in the morning you repeat yourself when you go to bed and you visualize what you want to do in life and whatever that is you can decide what that's going to be. I want to not be on welfare anymore. That's Here it. We go. And you want to eat okay. real saltines and not the ones with the <laughs> and black. And really rice. write it down. It's not real unless you write it. Right. So because it it's, it's a very much that. Then visualization, you see it in the night. It's very far away. And you start thinking it and thinking it. Next thing you know, it's tangible. You know You know what I mean? The positive thinker sees the invisible, feels the intangible, and achieves the impossible. And I truly believe that. You know, that's part of the debonair ideal. Sure. The second point is accurate thinking. To think accurately in life. To make decisions that have been thought through, but you don't weigh on. You understand that you don't think too much and then you don't do it. You know, sometimes the whole, you know, in, in, in inconvenience is an opportunity unrightly considered. I think that you should understand what you want to do. Everything has a risk into it, but you calculate that risk and then you have an accurate thought to it and you will go forward in life. Nice. Okay. And then the most crucial thing that ties them all together is specified knowledge. That is one of the lacks that we have. In the world today is that people go to university and they study they study political science or they study business what type of business what kind of specified knowledge you want to be in be an expert at what you do you understand and then you will be able to get a job and you'll be able to you know go through life and actually do something it's like we were talking yesterday vocations plumber electrician yeah. machinist you know designer and there's many new facets of it in the world today with the computer age and with all these things that we're doing and but if you're specified knowledge and you're actually do a one thing the best you can do it people will come and find you to do it for them that's it you know and that's what i see lacking yeah you know 
And those are the three key crucial points to the debonair ideal is define purpose, accurate thinking, and specify knowledge. There we go. And the Gentleman's Way is brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? That's awesome, right? Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> it is. No, I mean, I, that's why I, I was all in when you told me. And you guys did this for me. I can't take credit for the debonair ideal or the debonair way and all that. How to be a gentleman, they came up with that idea. Well, and it's because of the way. This, this is how he talks to me anyway. This is stuff that happens all the time of what he learns in books and stuff and passes it on. And then my job is to pass it on. And you just heard it, and I'll pass it on and, and make the world a better place, right? You're trying. That's, and that's, Dave, that's is, Dave is trying to get me out of my bathroom humor joke. So yeah, yeah. This that's was all the, he's uh, got. This, it, what, <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all need to get more debonair. And, yeah. and uh, you know what? You, you shine when you do it. Mr. Jonathan, you got something in the mailbag? I do. Okay. Uh, Mr. Jonathan, please let Dave know that I will be on Colin Ganley's second trip to Havana. Which is happening uh, right now. He's, he's on it. Yeah. Leaving... Uh, is it this Sunday? The 8th. I think he's gone. Right? He's already gone. Okay. I will report back to you on my findings and whether I agree or disagree with Dave's findings. I've been on numerous trips with Colin. Uh, he is the best tour guide ever. I hope Barry is better and back soon. Obviously, this one's a little bit older. Yeah, I wanted to get up, to it. That's up. Uh, I enjoy the show very much. Uh, reconsider carrying San Latano. Disclaimer, I have no affiliation with AJ Fernandez. <laughs> yeah. uh, other than that, I stayed in his mansion once. So. Wow. Stayed at his that's mansion Kevin. once. Stayed at his mansion. Well, and this is Kevin breaking right. his rule of only emailing me once a year. He sends it to my personal email. All right. All right. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to have more in the mailbag, as I promised, Mr. Jonathan. We got some bad news. We got some good news. The question of the week, the tweets of the week, the aging room with Old Fod, Freddie, and lots more. Stick around, everybody. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. Diavo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete AVO line at avo.com. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. All right. What does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. 
Flor de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Flor de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as... Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. When smoking a good cigar, it should never burn too hot, but cool. Here are the coolest guys around. Cool is the other side of the pillow, baby. The Cigar Authority. And we're back live from the La Florida Dominicana studios at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Old Fat Freddy standing by. We got bad news and good news. The question of the week, the asylum. Got a lot of stuff to do in the next half hour. 
And we're with Phil Zangi, and we're smoking the Indian Motorcycle Ultra Premium Cigar. This is the Maduro. He's got a Habano. He's got the Debonair out there. He's uh, he's back. He's back in a big way. And uh, watch. Watch what happens to the cigar. You're talking a 6 to $8 cigar that's going to be hitting the market probably in August. Yes, sir. Probably in August. Looking forward to that. Bad news, Barry. What do you got on the uh, news schedule here? Actually, it's been a quiet week. Good. On Monday, the city commission of, wow, I didn't even write down this city. But uh, a city commission passed a proposal from Democrat Mayor Paul Soglin, which seeks to define tobacco retailers, this is in Madison, Wisconsin, okay. and how they can operate. The measure proposes limits that will back tobacco retailers from a thousand feet from schools, daycares, libraries, parks, playgrounds, youth centers, and health facilities. I saw that. So there's going to be a little circles around where this little spot is a thousand feet away from there. I mean, it's going to be you're going to be in the middle of the road. Yep. And despite many residents sending an email testimony urging the commission to oppose the measure, and only one person showing up to speak who happened to speak against it, the measure still passed. And this is why we have to bring this up, Rod. This is why we have to say these things so people in Wisconsin know that this is happening. Because maybe they don't. So elected officials did not listen to the people who elected them. Mr. Jonathan. Uh, Some good news for you here. We've got a company in Minnesota that is working on a new technology that uses, of all things, a tobacco plant to cure cancer. The process is reportedly faster and cheaper than traditional methods. According to the company, which is Minnesota Farm, or Minnesota Pharmaceutical, uh, they use the same type of cancer. It cures the same type of cancer, and they've seen it mutate differently. So current treatments do not work for everyone. Uh, What the company does is inject the biopsy from the patient into the tobacco plant, and six days later, the antibodies and the proteins are created in the plant, and they give those to the patient. The method is similar to one used to cure Ebola, which also uses tobacco. Tobacco. And the company will be seeking FDA approval, making tobacco a cure for cancer, Good luck with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And there's one other good news. The U.S. has approved a new ferry service from Florida to Cuba, which is expected to start operation this summer. While it is still illegal to travel to the island nation for general tourism, the new ferry service will make it easier for families and businesses to travel to and from the island nation. The ferry service is expected to run between $300 and $400, making it less expensive than flying and is another step toward loosening the restrictions. There's also talk of making the ferry half price during hurricane season since the odds of returning are only 50 50. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I actually heard from um, one of the cruise people or something called me up and they asked me if I was interested. And they were actually already work, trying to work deals and try to uh, mix things up with uh, different uh, people, including baseball players and tobacco people and Really? Yeah. So they're, they're working. Everybody's conniving. There's an opportunity out so, there. Yeah. So uh, last week's question, uh, Barry Stein. Now, last week, we asked everybody with cigar they were looking forward to the most of the new TAA releases. And the winner of that was the Padron 1964 Series Anniversario, number 47. Number two was the Crownhead Angel's Anvil. And number three was the Tatuaje TAA. Inter- interestingly enough, Number two and number three was separated by one vote wow. with almost 500 casts. Oh, okay. And what do we got for this week? This week's a really simple question. Um, have you ever bought a cigar based on a cigar blogger's review? Hmm. Does that count as us? That counts as us. It counts as our friends out there. And uh, does this work? By yeah. us talking about the cigar, we're talking about the Indian motorcycle cigar. 
based on what we're talking about, would this ever make you uh, buy it? And if the answer comes out no, then all our advertisers are going to say, why am I spending <laughs> yeah, any money? you might even uh, rethink <laughs> that you hired me. So. We'll see. Choose wisely, my friends. Here we go. I say recommendation is a big part. As a retailer, I'll tell you, it's a it's a big part for sure. We recommend something they'll end well, up giving Well, even recommending, try. you know, based on the fact that it's too strong. You know, people buy stuff all the time. I'll say, listen, I can't even smoke it. All right, I'll take two. Right. You know, we saw that, that I was telling the guy I liked the Maduro. Yeah. I thought it was lighter. He says, okay, he put the Maduro yeah. down. He took the natural. He did. Because he, did. he wanted it. So it, it, it's psychological. It's uh, No, you know, I've I've personally seen from doing uh, the show with you and some of the other people I work with. Yeah, I've seen stores in areas that I I don't even know who they are, and they called and bought from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I believe And it. they've done well, like in North Carolina and stuff. I mean, I've never been out there, and they bought them, and they're doing real well with them. You know, just off, off of people saying they're good. Barry knows. I've been a big uh, proponent for the bloggers out there uh, mm -hmm. in, a, in a big way from the very beginning when it yep. was uh, sitting on the IPCAPR board and uh, a lot of negativity that was going on. And there's, there's good and bad in everybody. That's yeah, I remember there. you reached out to me, and you had a, a pretty lengthy conversation on how you were on our side. So yeah, yeah. I was appreciative. Yeah, I think I think it's the way of the future across the board. Uh, print media, unfortunately, is a dying breed, and uh, you got to look at other things and uh, guys out there. A lot of them that they're not even in the business. I mean, I'm in the cigar business. Uh, these people that aren't, they do it for the love of what it was. We right, were talking right. to one earlier today that, that uh, makes little videos all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves it. He came in and bought cigars, and uh, you're going to end up seeing a video on your debonair now yep. because he. he purchased one so uh they're out there they're out there working hard that's what i'll say so uh we'll see how it turns out there uh you can go on to the cigarauthority.com the right hand side of the page you'll see the questions uh, that's halfway there. down you'll see the question with a brown background two answers to choose from let us know what you think yeah let us know we'll report it back you can't do it twice because it knows your ip address yes. and doesn't let you do it uh, mr jonathan you hanging something up there what do you yeah got? it's time for us to take a peek into the asylum wow we skipped the uh, tweets well, we have to do Asylum first. Yep, we're way at the top here. Yeah. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. An Air Force veteran, Michelle Manhart. Pay attention to that last name, Manhart. Notice that during a racial inequality protest that protesters were walking on, kicking and in other ways disrespecting the American flag. Although she was furious that the flag that she took an oath to protect was being denigrated, she merely rolled it up and walked away. Shortly after, she was arrested and the flag was returned to the protesters so they could continue their protest in peace. The president of Valladosta State University, where this all went down, released a statement, the American flag represents what's best in this country but the right to free speech includes the right to disrespect the flag. Well, Mr. President, I would like to exercise my right to free speech. You are a jackass. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me I away. I saw that in the news. They're coming to take me away. Stepping on the flag. <laughs> World's coming to an end. Where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to 
Phil, you travel all over the place. United States, best country in the world? Best country in the world. Absolutely, right? It's not even close. Not even close. So all you people that aren't happy here, leave. Leave. It's that easy. Okay, Mr. Jonathan, you got a uh, mailbag? You want to chip off another one or you want to move on? We're running let's, out of time. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do the tweets, and if we end up having time, we can bang out some mailbags. All right. So here's the best tweets of the week. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today, and these are the best tweets I saw all week. Wife texts me, windows frozen. I sent back, pour lukewarm water on it. She texts back, laptop now smoking. Although there is no I in team, there are five of them in individual brilliance. Men use love to get sex, and women use sex to get love. Dave uses coupons to get pizza. I do. Do you? I do. This is a little biblical saying, reference right here. I'm giving you a warning. I bet the frankincense guy was like, let's put all these gifts together, and the basket can be from all of us. I don't get that don't at get all. It. Oh, the, with frankincense the three kings? and myrrh, the three kings going to see. Yeah. yeah. Frankincense, nothing? No. Okay. The best tweet I saw all week is keep calm and stop coming up with, with ways to end that phrase. They're lame. Lame. Today's social media segment. Because you had Debonair. Today's social media segment was brought to you by Recluse Cigars, rolled N2 bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every, every time. time. Yeah, I think it has to be said that they're lame so that he improves. If you just leave it and, and just stays there, he will he will not try to step it's like it up. A it's, it's your show, boss. Yeah. Keep calm and stop coming up with ways to end that phrase. I just feel like it's a public service announcement that Wait. needs to be said. Oh my God. Keep That's calm the best. And come up with better tweets. Really? So uh, looking at our calendar of upcoming events, <laughs> next week we have uh, the people from Roberto P. Duran Cigars coming here to two guys in Salem. My buddy Jack Tarano Jack Florida is coming up. Jack Tarano, nothing times. to do with the Tarano cigar anymore. Yep. But uh, from Roberto P. Duran, we were looking at that uh, yesterday. Uh, uh, the following week, June 6th, very interesting show. I think it's going to be one of the biggest watch show um, because Mr. Jonathan is off on vacation. We have no information. We have no I guest DJing stars. We have a wedding. It is not vacation. I will be working. It's vacation. June 20th, Nesta Miranda will be up here for Father's Day Eve. We're going to do the father and son cigar dinner. Uh, if you live in this area and you want to be part of it and you want to bring your dad or you want to bring your son or you want to bring your daughter, which is what I'm going to do to it, he's going to bring his daughter. Tatiana will be up here. Uh, come on by. Uh, he'll be here all day anyway if you want to come in. There'll be uh, plenty of gifts to get uh, Dad for Father's Day. Nesta Miranda, that's on June 20th. Uh, and this week, I will be leaving on Tuesday for Tampa, Florida to the Davidoff Advisory Board meeting where they tell us all the information of the new stuff coming out in the future. Hang on a second. Yeah. You're going to go and get wined and dined by Davidoff. We're yes. going to hear all the stories about how you ate this and you ate yeah. that and you all went here like and you met this person. Yeah. And then... You're not on vacation. You're working. I'll be working. You'll be working. Davidoff I am going board. to DJ a wedding. You blinked when you said the word. And I, I will be advising. I'm on vacation. I will be advising with all my years of experience and telling them I think it's a, a good idea not to come out with the A size and to they, make, <laughs> make the blend a, uh, a milder blend. Are they in any way paying you for this? 
They are paying me in uh, in knowledge, and you know it works a two-way street. You see his eyes smiling. That, yeah, he's going on vacation. He's going on vacation. No, he is going on vacation. And and I and it's for really one day. I'm flying in on uh, Tuesday. We have the meeting on Wednesday, and I fly back on Thursday. Just taking care of business. So now you're going away to DJ, which is going to be four hours. How many days will you be gone? Five hours. I'll be gone one day. That's you're it. leaving on that Saturday, and you're coming back on that Saturday. Correct. Oh, really? Okay. What time does the wedding start? It's like a 7 o'clock wedding or something. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. And we're from 12, 12 to, to 2. 2. Yeah, it's far away. Okay. <laughs> I believe I believe it's the northern tip of Vermont that I'm going to. But really? I'd have to look at my You get notes. paid extra for that? <laughs> no. You get paid extra? Really? You do not. You do really not. Was good. That was good, the really. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, really? we, we are not far away from um, IPCPR, July 18th. Everybody's mm -hmm. gearing up for that right now. Uh, and we got lots of plans of things to do beforehand. We're going to um, do a Perdomo Pistol and Pizza Party. Perdomo Pizza. Pistol. Perdomo Pistol and Pizza Party. So we're going to a gun range. Nice. We're going to eat pizza, and we're going to shoot guns. And I'll get all that information for you. I don't have exactly the, uh, everything, but uh, just a little heads up of uh, trying anything once, right? Absolutely. Steve Sock, we gave a gun away before here. We still talk about it. It was awesome. And the guy could have got money at the end of it that won the gun. And he says, no, I'll take the gun. Yeah, it was an awesome gun. Hell yeah. Take the gun, leave the money. That's right. Leave the cannoli. Yeah. Take the cannoli. Whatever. Well, if you take the gun, you can always make money. You know, banks have plenty of it. Someone tells me Dave would take the cannoli and leave the gun. I have guns. <laughs> I don't have a cannoli right, right now. now. <laughs> so I don't have. And he's on a diet, so you can tell he's cranky. All right. It's time right now to go to the aging room with Old Fat Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes... Aging makes a great cigar even better, just like Aging Room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our Aging Room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, VD scans are quick, painless, and often electronic. In my day, the doctor stuck two gloved fingers up your backside and asked you if it burns when you pee. Nowadays, the police are training the youth of America to rat on each other. If you finger your friend for breaking the law, you get an ice cream cone in some neighborhoods. In my day, fingering Old Fat Freddy would get you something free, all right. A brand new pair of cement shoes. Nowadays, it's against the law to build your own dams. In my day, we would erect huge dikes and make our own electricity. We were VD-having, non-ratting men with hugely erected dikes. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco... Try Aging Room Cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. Again, with the fingers in the butt, what information can you possibly garner about the front while you're digging around in the back? True, right? It's true. Why do they do I that? believe that's the Old Fart Freddy from last week, though. There we no, go. It says May 9th. I believe then Chuck mislabeled it. Oh, really? But that's all right. So why, when you go to the dentist... Do they stick the fingers up your butt? What's that have to do with anything, Mr. Jonathan? I, I, think, <laughs> I think you may be going to <laughs> the wrong <laughs> dentist. <laughs> Maybe you're going to the wrong dentist. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> so, Barry, anything about the Maduro? And uh, I'm enjoying it. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's earthy. There's a little bit of sweetness in the background, a little chocolate, a little mocha. I would definitely smoke this again and again and again. Yeah. 
it's getting uh it's building intensity as it's going on it's building it's good intensity. for you you need that yeah this is what i need strengthen you up yeah toughen you up that's it i can only imagine how these will get once yeah. they're released at yeah, the yeah. official release point. Yeah, and that's why I said before we even mm -hmm. started or something, okay, back that off of it's that young. These things are sitting there, mm -hmm. aging right now, waiting till they're right. ready. Um, you just put a paper band on it, but right. uh, um, I know uh, I looked at the packaging, beautiful packaging of mm -hmm. it, um, and you're going to get that up on the, on we, the site. We instituted a new feature this week on the show where during the show I put up what the cigars look like. Oh, you did? Why we were getting ready to light them. I put up a picture of the box when Phil was talking about the brand. So it was live. <laughs> and it worked on, on it. it. It seemed to work. When we watch it later, we'll just <laughs> yeah. make sure it Barry's getting fancy, and you're going to have to teach Chuck how to do that if it worked. If it worked. Everything seems we're recording. Everything's going good, so right? Far, so, so far, good. so good. All right, Chuck, look out. Two weeks in a row, it was bound to uh, bound to happen. He was just uh, putting it out there a little too, too long, if you ask me. Mr. Jonathan, anything in the mailbag? Yes, the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the Cigar Authority. Hey, guys, by the way, this is uh, our boy Rudy from Canada. And oh, it Rudy. says Rudy from Canada it right does. at the top. Yep. That's how he likes to be referred to. I had an idea recently and thought I'd bring it up to see if it would interest you. I'm someone who can smoke generally no more than two cigars a day without burning out my palate. Even if I eat meals in between or try to cleanse my palate, it seems like no matter what, I just can't taste any distinguishable flavors in a third cigar. Now, you've done your Cigar 101 a few times on the show, and it's always great. But why not a Cigar 201, something a little more advanced for those of us who have been smoking cigars for a while but maybe missing out on those intermediate or advanced concepts? And one topic for Cigar 201 could be how to smoke multiple cigars in a day and still have a fresh palate. I know topics like that would benefit me and I'm sure others. There are also probably other topics that would be great for a Cigar 201. As always, keep up the great work. That's practice. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was beaten up a lot when I went to Cuba of uh, smoking 50 cigars in six days, averaging about eight a day. Not a big deal. Were you able to taste all eight, though? Yeah. After, so let me talk, think about today. So one coming to work, then I smoked a second cigar at work. It's two, and this is three, four. I got four. It's two in the afternoon. You know oh, there's going to be at least two more before the day. Absolutely. What do you average? Yeah, six to eight. No problem, right? No problem. And but it, I know what I'm smoking. I'm not really looking for anything, but what I'm trying to smoke, I'm like smoking my stuff and making sure that the quality's there and that the, that that prevalent flavor. I mean, I'm not really trying to distinguish anything. I'm, I, what I'm looking for is what it doesn't have. I'm not looking for what it has. I'm yeah, just making yeah. sure that it's the same all the time. Yeah. Um, coffee, water, coffee. Yeah, I believe yeah. coffee. For those me, those for, are the things that keep it clean and keep going. For me, the key is like club soda or seltzer. Yeah, and Tim Orzenga, who used to own CAO, he swore by Coca-Cola between cigars. So it's whatever works for you that cleanses the palate. But the bubbles of carbonated beverage seems to clean the palate a little bit better for me. Yeah, I, I have no problem. You know, what I usually do is start mild and build as the day goes on. But somebody's in town, I go different things and stuff. And I can even go to a mild cigar late in the day, especially, listen, we, we I'm a retailer. And we buy cigars for a living. So every day, people are coming in to sell us cigars. Every day. And somebody ends up showing up at 4 in the afternoon. I've gone through a few cigars already. Here's a new cigar. Do we want to buy it or not? Okay, let's try it. Let's see what it's all about and make a determination. 
there is a mental aspect that you have to be able to separate flavors out. So if your palate, I hate using the term burnt out, but if you're getting to the point where you feel like your palate is burnt out, there are still other receptors that you have that you can rely on. This, your sense of smell a little, I'm not a big fan of big, huge retro hills because it makes me cough, but just a little bit rolling in the back and you can, you can pick up more subtlety going on there. So when you, when you eat, right, you, you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you got a problem at dinner. I can't taste the food because I already had two meals already today. No, <laughs> no. So why would, you know, why would it? Because, you know, taste it, is driven by smell so highly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why when you have a cold, you can't taste anything. Now, it's absurd at an IPCPR trade show. It's absurd yeah, no, because yeah. you, you'll have tasted 30 different things mm -hmm. or something. And if you really want to get into the cigar or something, what a waste. And I've said it to manufacturers many, many times. Nobody ever does it. If you could send the retailer a week or two in advance, the cigars, this is what I'm going to be giving out at the booth. Right. Uh, I'd like you to have it now so you can try it at your leisure, relax, and then really enjoy it. Uh, maybe I won't be passing it out to the show. I want you to have it in advance, and then you try it, and then you really paid attention. If you're proud of it, if you if you think you got really something good, because to get, you know, I've said to the manufacturer before, listen, I'm I I trust I'm going to take a chance with the cigar anyway, but I actually don't want to smoke it now because uh, it's just like wasting a really good cigar. I hate to waste the cigar. Sure, you know, you see me at the end of the show or something, I'll have smoked this one further than this one. I'll put this down and then up end up Go finishing back. that cigar because I'm not a wasteful person anyway. I want to do the right thing. Uh, but yeah, let's you, put a, a um, maybe a show really digging deep. Yeah, going into uh, and Steve Sock is the right person to have on the show for that. Going to a two hundred one, huh? Get really uh, funky. In get in well, depth it, it, with Steve on the show. It might end up being like a six or an eight hundred one. Yeah, yeah. Because really get he's going to get it. a razor blade out and start cutting the cigar down eating the lengthwise, it, eating, eating pieces it. of it. This is what you should be tasting. Mm -hmm. Okay, we got two minutes. You got to throw anything in. You got another mailbag. You got so want to say thank you to everybody. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, you want me to go to uh, one more mailbag? Go, ahead, go one more. All right. This message was also submitted through the contact us page. I just watched the YouTube of the most recent show with Jay Grove. I believe you gentlemen should stick with cigars, as it was incredibly tedious to listen to. I did not find him funny one bit. He was a professional comedian. He's a good guy. And I listen for your great cigar knowledge, not some poor attempt at comedy. In the future, please stick to cigars. This is Pete from Henderson, North Carolina. Pete, thank you for writing in. Uh, if you consider this show to be entertaining, <laughs> we will continue doing whatever it is that you think is entertaining. Right, right. If this is it, we, we, you think you bring a pro in every once in a while because uh, it's going to be fat jokes, man. We don't have anything but. You know, <laughs> they're funny. Yeah. I guess they're better than your tweets, that's for sure. So, Phil Zane, continued success. Thank you, sir. And uh, look for Debonair Cigars. They're on the shelves now in uh, about 100 stores across the country. Yeah. 100 stores across the country. And uh, uh, probably in August, we'll look for Indian Motorcycle Ultra Premium Cigars to hit the shelves. Look for them when they arrive. And uh, I'm going to pick the Maduro. It's my favorite. Maduro. I'm going to have to go Maduro myself. Uh, how about you? I like them both. Yeah, like them both. Trying to choose between your children. That's it. Yeah. That's how it goes. Okay, next week we're back at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. I'll be returning back from Tampa where I'll learn all the new stuff coming for Davidoff, Avo, Camacho, and others. They may be releasing some new stuff. I will share what I can, which will probably be nothing.
they swear, samples. Me, they swear me to secrecy sometimes with some of the things. Yeah, and they I come out later on. Then I see somebody else. They give the press release to somebody else in advance of it. And you were there. I was there. Just I knew it in advance, it. and I'm holding back. And then Barry gets pissed off that I told him and yes. told him not to say anything. Somebody and he says nothing. So, but maybe we'll uh, sneak some scoop in. Maybe I'll get some okay to do it. So, whatever. So, for uh, Mr. Jonathan, Barry Stein, Chuck Morrison, remember him? He'll be back next week, too. And Phil Zhang, I'm David Garofalo. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Indian motorcycle ultra premium Maduro, which will be called the IUPM, possibly in the future, that could be, it yeah. could be shortened, <laughs> given the world of Twitter, always remember... Keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you back here next week on the United Cigar Radio Network. Take a trip into another world. CAO Columbia. The newest addition to CAO's World Blends is a delicious addition to the CAO collection. It's the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobacco and is a mild to medium body blend boasting notes of toasted nuts sprinkled with briny nuances. Using a tobacco from the isolated mountainous region of Colombia, the Aiku Mazinga tobacco is a unique and rare find that provides a smoking experience you won't forget. For a savory smoke that takes you to another world, visit CAO Colombia. Yeah, you want to know what Lenny Clark has to say about Two Guys Smoke Shop? Two guys, the Two Guys Smoke Shops guys are the nicest guys. And I'll tell you, sometimes you go into a cigar store, you really don't know what you're looking for. It's very intimidating. And a lot of times, people have a tendency to be arrogant with you, like they know it all. Not the guys, I want the guys up at the Two Guys Smoke Shop. If you're a first-time smoker or you're looking for a great, go in and see them. They'll put you at ease. They'll make you feel at home. They'll get you the best cigar you can. Can get for the best deal, you can't beat it. And then whenever I'm in New Hampshire again, if I'm in high speed police chase or something, I'll stop in and have a smoke with those two guys. Why, thank you, Lenny Clark. As a leg away.